we're recording. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just talk loud enough so I can hear you too, though. Not just the mic. How does this sound? Can you hear me? Pretty good. <laughs> the I first think we just changed the type of po- podcast we're gonna have. The first uh, burp. burp he did was like really small. I don't know if that picked up on the mic. <laughs> it wasn't. It was small. It was just not loud. Okay. Yeah. So deep. Episode like one. Pilot episode. We're here finally. I'm Justin. I'm Johnny. I'm Juan Converse. He's on the far away mic. We're we're we have a interesting mic setup right now. It took some uh, troubleshooting. But yeah, it might change every time, um, but it's just the part of the thing. The, they keep giving us two mics. Like I'm, all I'm saying, all we need is one. You know what I'm saying? Give me give me a mic. That's all I need. We'll work with it. But that's per person. That w- that's what he means by one uh, Anyway, technical space. All right, so we'll get to the name of the podcast uh, once we reach the segment. I did want to start with iPhone wallpapers. That's a that's a theme we're going to have is just iPhone. I mean, we consume media, and through what device? Usually the iPhone. Yeah, I eat it. Like, I, like I, I digest it. I live it. I breathe it. It's been my blood. The Internet is my blood now. And... Uh, Ooh, awkward pause there. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, no, I had something. That, yeah, basically we have just a bunch of gimmicks. Our whole thing is gimmicks. I'm just kidding. That was that was a joke. Um, sorry. No, we have some segments and we have some conversations. Mostly, the, our segments are to guide the conversation. So they'll they'll get us somewhere. Me and me and Johnny are on one mic right now because, as I said before we started, me and Johnny tend to go on the most of the rants. So yeah, so and I'm uh, I'm more minimal with speaking, so I, I'm kind of that buffer with between them, right? So I think yeah, I think it's gonna work good. Yeah, it is, and he's he's like uh, across from us. We're me and Johnny on the same mic, and then Juan's across. So and we've got a desk in between us with uh, you know every with the computer, the monitor, and all that. So we're and there's also another human here too that's in between us three. Yeah, a wonderful specimen by the name of Diego Leon. He's uh, recording us right now. No, but back to a the wallpapers. Specimen, huh? <laughs> back to the wallpapers. Uh, right. What? So e- we can each talk about our wallpapers if there's like a story behind them or like just what is it? What you like about it? Yeah. And me and Johnny before that had like got super excited and even did like a little hand high five fist bump thing because <laughs> um, people who shake my hands know I do weird stuff with my hand when yeah, I when well, they try to shake my hand. Yeah. Anyway. When I brought up when I brought up the idea, you got your eyes just lit up like, yeah. oh, we just changed. <laughs> Yeah. Like we just it changed was, our wallpapers. It was a easy, excitable thing. We we both jumped. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't want to start it off, but I am going to mention that I am really excited to to share my wallpaper. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and let Juan do that. He's still doing a little bit of research. His his research. idea. So he goes first. Well, all right. Mine here. I'll I'll just show you guys from here. It was a photo from Condition World, which is like a really cool magazine they're all about wellness and like exercising and it's by this really cool uh creative agency called uh institute and nate brown uh, he's like one of the he's a part of it and he was a part of uh he's a part of donda so he's worked with kanye and stuff and i kind of look up to him but so on this project they set up this uh, cool project with uh, Virgil Abloh, Justin Saunders from Jijijijown. Jijijijown. Uh, and this picture was a part of that project. And it's a, it's a quote kind of by Justin. It says, labor, leisure, rest. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. I wish I had my dog tag. I just got like a keychain that actually says it, and it's from him. Yeah, eight, eight hours, leisure, eight hours, labor, eight hours, rest. Yeah, so basically what the wallpaper is, it's a lawn chair on a beach, and uh, it, it just has a paper on it that says labor, leisure, rest. That'll look cool. I just I just saw it right now and it's it's great and it looks really good. It's beautiful. I like it a lot. That's a really like good utilitarian way to like break down the day. Like I me yeah. planning my day is like weird and all over the place and like I know at some point sleep is gonna probably take more than the other items. But like I like to mix my leisure and labor. So like me making stuff on the computer technically qualifies to me as leisure because I love doing it and. And labor to a bunch of music at the same time. So oh, it's like I'm right. working and like I'll be making stuff for people, 
but I also will be listening to like Parliament Funkadelic or whatever I'm listening to super loud, whatever I've just discovered super loud. So it's, so. it's also like your your uh, therapy, like your, yeah, so it's the, like blurred, it's just blurred together. The fact that he breaks it down, eight hours labor, eight hours leisure, eight hours rest is, is great because yeah. it's, it's like, like I said, super utilitarian, super minimalist, but also it's like that's pretty much what a day can be broken down into is work for eight hours you do, you're gonna work you're gonna rest you're gonna have some you time you know yeah, unless just, your day is completely different but that's the ideal um i don't want i don't know if i would say american but that, that's like the ideal like luxury kind of day i work for eight hours i sleep for eight hours but i get eight hours to do whatever the hell i want yeah no and um what i'm taking from that too and you know looking at the looking at the image and what it means is uh the, the leisure part, I mean, during labor, you, you can learn, right? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm all about learning. I'm always, I'm constantly trying to learn. And um, during labor, labor, of course, you're going to learn, um, depending on how you how it is that you work. And then during leisure, if you're just hanging out or doing whatever you want, it could be just literally leisure, just laying down somewhere and thinking, and that you can learn something, you know, or you can, you can come to some kind of realization. Or if during your leisure, during the time where you can do whatever the hell you want, you're maybe doing more work, but it's like for, for pleasure, you know, like maybe somebody has a full-time photography job, but then during their leisure, they're, they're doing um, photography on the side just for fun, you know, just going out, taking street photos, and then they're learning something from that too. So I feel like the, the you know, the, what was one of them? Rest? Yeah. Rest. I feel like maybe that one, you're, you're just, you know, obviously you're just kind of re-energizing your, you're getting your rest. You can't really learn from that too much, but yeah. I feel like the, you know, two, two-thirds of the day you can you know definitely learn so that's what i got from it yeah shout out to learning i learned things in my in my sleep too like last night i i literally had a dream that i paid three dollars for like a leica camera from someone at the flea market and so that to me tells me that i learned that i apparently want to pay three dollars for a leica camera (laughs) and no more no i i think the the thing the main thing that attracted me to that uh that whole quote though was just I just really love when people can just simplify something just to its core, and that's pretty much what he did. Like even even with just art, like like with abstract art, like Picasso, he can yeah. he can turn a bull into like a, a few lines. It's just a shape, and it's whatever he says it is, basically. Yeah. The, the my work day is whatever I say it is, and it's only three things: three hours leisure, three hours labor, three hours rest, in whatever order. It's perfect. It's stripped down. It's it's clean. But it also sums up how most people and that person specifically lives the day, the day, or how we all aspire to live our days. Who wanted to go next? Um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, yeah, he looked at me before that. Yeah. I should I should have <laughs> said something. I feel like a I feel like I feel like a, a bad friend now. So um, <laughs> so uh, recently I went to a, a DJ set by Madlib. And um, should have went. Yeah, you should have went. We should have all went. Shout out to Great Digger, the Loop Digger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Quasimodo, all that. Um, so I went to the show or to this DJ set in San Francisco, and then uh, Mostaf, one of my like favorite rappers as well, also goes by Yasin Bey, shows up, and like a couple minutes later, Dave Chappelle's there too. So I think Mostaf and uh, I don't want to I don't want to play that down by just explaining something. It was it was uh, my mind was blown. You know, Dave Chappelle was there, uh, but I, I think uh, the the, the the two, uh, Mostaf and uh, Dave Chappelle, were there together, and then they just kind of came out in sequence, uh, just to you know blow everybody's minds and melt their faces and all that. And um, uh, it, you know it was intense. So uh, I wanted to get, and I noticed that there wasn't any merch there, right? I, maybe that's just how uh, that's just how Madlib works. But I, so I went on the website and I found this really cool shirt from this medicine show that is kind of like his tour every year, or has been for a few years. And this one was from uh, this one was uh, drawn by uh, Para Pete. Dutch artist Pete Para. Pete Para, yeah. Okay, so that guy, um, and the colors are crazy. It's really cool. It's got this great, like, just it's just a great, you know, something beautiful to look at. And it's a T-shirt that I got, or that I saw online, and then I ended up ordering it. Um, and this is a, I guess, like a kind of like a flyer for a, a DJ set in Amsterdam at De School. Um, and this is back in 2017. So I grabbed the shirt, and then um, the way that this ties into my wallpapers is a. Uh, Last night, I was just looking through my gallery on my iPhone, and I was going really far back, and then I found out that the same artist who, you know, whose shirt I just bought, I had a wallpaper that I just found somehow. I don't even know how. Um, and then I just saved it, and I never did anything with it. And I think this is 
maybe even before I had the iPhone 10, so the aspect ratio is a little different. Now it fits pretty well with the aspect ratio of it. Um, and it basically just is tired, and then it has like a bunch of like kind of, you know, just a couple primary colors, and then it has like pink. So it has, well, baby blue, red, kind of like a red, orange, and pink, and then like a slightly lighter blue. And then it's just clouds, and then what are these, like two mountains, like a ridge? Some some kind of like thing that makes like some kind of valley or something? Yeah, like, kind of like a valley into the ocean, and then a mountain in the far back. And then it just is tired and like, you know, bold black letters. Um, and the color just stood out to me, and I found it last night when I was in class. And I was like, well, I'm going to make this my wallpaper, because the other one I was kind of getting tired of. It was just, you know, some just this model that I follow on Instagram that I think is pretty uh, fashionable and, and pretty uh, pretty. And so I changed it to this, and you know, it was just—it reminded me of the the shirt that I just bought and the DJ set and everything like that. Because I was so hyped, I was so hyped about the DJ set that I was like, I need to get a shirt. Yeah, can can I see it? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, the cool thing about uh, Para is I heard about him through Nike, because he has the homegrown. I think it's like Pada. He has there's there's Pete Para, where he's the artist, and a lot of his art to me is very, very minimalist and beautiful because the way he does his silhouettes, they all have like pointy nose and very, very um, curvy female shapes. And it, the way he does his his, his um, typography and the text that he adds to his painting, it reminds me a lot of like French stuff. But then that's also the thing is like the Dutch and the French go back and forth in terms of like a lot of things, especially with art. And this seems very layered too, like a like the lines are kind of parallel. Like if you have the curves, you'll, you'll see the, you know, obviously it complements the waves a lot because they're at the end of the day, they're waves in the ocean. So that just kind of makes sense. But even like the, the t-shirt, it, it's, you know, it's kind of have, it kind of has like, it's more than one female, I think, right? Yeah, and then he, he does a down. thing where he does like colliding silhouettes and mostly colliding silhouettes of like women. Like I said, but the, the main feature is that the pointy noses, the pointy toes while, or the pointy feet while also having super, Smooth luscious curves, curves. Yeah, yeah yeah luscious was a weird word smooth was a good one i don't know why i said that that's yeah. my bad and then like he was saying the colliding silhouettes there's you know there's three of them here and then two of them from the legs they're 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 flat with like i guess the floor or just you know that they're they're completely horizontal and then one of them is just up diagonal like like when a female kicks her leg up or something like that but this one's back so it's pretty cool because it kind of skews out from from the the i think what you're looking at on the left side and then you have the the, the kind of like the invitation tech, the information on the right side, and then it kind of just balances it out so that there's not a lot of negative space. And I feel like that's something that I, I, I see in the, the wallpaper that I have, right? Going back to the wallpaper where it's kind of like a valley and then the ocean. There's not a lot of negative space here. He fills it up some somehow. There's a little bit at the bottom left corner, but it is filled with like a just a deep, like a like a cotton candy pink. Yeah, he's he does like very layered stuff. There, it's all just like colliding layers and stuff stacked on top of each other. It's very, it's very beautiful to look at. No, yeah, I, that's really pretty. Uh, yeah, I like it. And the shirt, the shirt's tight. Yeah. The, the signature is really nice too. The, the P with the not completely closed top part. It just, I don't know, reminds me of other signatures that I've seen. Kind of reminds me of Fender. Maybe just because it's so small that I can't really look at the details. Mm. Maybe once I look at it more, you know, closely, then it, it'll be very, very different. Yeah. yeah. Fender though. Yeah. Th doesn't that look like? Uh, is it Pada? Like the Pada logo? Yeah, that's the, they're the same thing. Oh, pa Pada, oh. Pada's the shoe store. It's Pada, you know, foot. Uh -huh. And then Para is the guy, Pete Para. Are they related to each other at all? They're the, no, they're the same dude. Pa oh, Pada I did not know that. Pada oh, okay. is his brand, oh, and, but okay. Para cool. is him and his art. Oh, okay. I, I believe. That. I could be completely wrong, but yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I don't think I am. Okay, yeah. When I seen that, that was like what I thought of. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I found out of him because Nike. Oh, okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, Justin, what's... <sighs> Laid on us. All right, so I switched between Mouse Kelly art from the Grateful Dead and stuff they did in the '60s, where they did they they had a lot of stuff where it's like tying into Egypt and stuff like that because the Grateful Dead like the Grateful Dead has on their first album they have uh, text from the Book of the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And the Grateful Dead comes from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, so they did a lot of stuff for them that in terms was like psychedelic and also Egyptian. So I had one that's like a, a Black Panther Anubis thing on top of a pyramid kind of thing, and I swapped it for something that I think is a little bit more fitting because I love I love Egypt and I love the ancient world in terms of like um, design, knowledge, and just the things that get passed down that we forget that come from stuff that people learned when there was no technology at all. 
when their technology was simple. So I love those those ancient things. So I switched mine to something that I saw. I think I saw it on like Ancient Aliens a long time ago, but it's basically uh, uh, I don't know if it's a, I don't, it's like a shrine at a temple where it's called Pura Lampuyang. I believe it's in it's I think it's in Bali, and um, it's called it's basically Heaven's Gate. Like it's called Heaven's Door, Door to Heaven, Heaven's Gate, whatever Pura Lampuyang. But it's basically just this shrine where there's these two sides that are completely sculpted and crafted and completely geometrically like equal and then in the middle there's just a huge space that points to a volcano and they call it heaven's door or heaven's gate whatever it's called but it's like it's like beautiful to me and i love it and it's really hard to find pictures of it that are good because people like to stand to it but i don't think anyone should stand you know in heaven's gate you know no yeah yeah from the look of it time from the look of it it's like really it's really big right like well, it's really really tall it's it is but then it's like if you see a person if you see a scale it's still it's bigger than the person for sure but uh, it's not like super huge okay but it's pretty big like it's 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 incredible to look at and then they, there's always the clouds off in the background there's always the clouds or sometimes there's the volcano with the clouds above and it just is like a really crazy symmetrical thing where it's like they they did that a long time ago. That's why that's what gets me is too, like ancient architecture. They do these things a long time ago. And it's like, they, not only do they hold up today, but they leave us, the, the, the people that came before us leave us with all these wonders and marvelous things where it's like, we just look at them and then we're like, what the hell were they, what, what was the point? Why, why the hell did they do that? What are they trying to say, you know? But it's just beautiful to look at. And so yeah, I put that as my background. It's like, breathtaking, yeah. yeah. Just looking at it, I was like, if I seen that in person, like, that's... Yeah. Plus, I mean, I'm, like, again, going back to shoes. Like, the reason I even know about Heaven's Gate to begin with is because the cult in the 90s and then, like, the hundreds had a T-shirt where they did a flip of the Heaven's Gate logo, but, like, they all wore a certain pair of Nikes. And, like, I was like, yeah. Any any cult that wears Nikes, sign me up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm, it's, it's just, like, dude, where's my car, but... That's like the, the, the cult and Dude Wears My Car oh. is like the parody of Heaven's Gate, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. The whole suicide thing. Like. But yeah. So yeah, Heaven's Gate, Pura Lampu Yang. It's beautiful. Oh, and, and back to the Mad Lib concert, Johnny. Um, was it only most Def and Dave Chappelle that came through? Yeah, yeah. So the DJ set was just Mad Lib, and then they just came through. They weren't part of it. They Nobody knew they were going to be there. Um, maybe Mad Lib knew, but yeah. It was like Mad Lib and then um, Egon was there. So Egon's Oh yeah, that guy you're telling me about. Yeah, his Thrill. boy. Um, but most of them did a song though, right? Yeah, he did. He did a, a auditorium. He did his part, not the not the slick yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. He did this part, and then he was tight. freestyling a lot. Um, uh, and then at one point, I think Mad Lib took like a break or something because he was he had a lot he had a wine at his at his like you know near, near his uh, setup and everything. So yeah, I think he was like actually taking a break. Um, instead of just like drinking wine as he, as he was uh, playing or performing. Um, and then I don't know where Dave Chappelle just starts acapelling um, Killing Me Softly. It was beautiful. So he had a mic and everything too? Yeah, they, they had a mic. It was, it's funny because it's one of those mics that are like, they were holding it like this, like the way that you would hold like a... It's like a wine glass or something? Or like yeah, kind of like a wine cognac? glass. Yeah, you, 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 like a... Like like if it was a wine glass without the like the, the neck part. The stem, whatever. The stem. Yeah, the stem. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they were holding it like like with your palm up and then your fingers curled up. So for like I said, like like a glass of cognac, like where your your rounded your fingers slide right between the stem underneath the bulb of the glass and you hold it in your like the palm of your hand, basically. Yeah, because yeah, the, the, the microphone was is weird. It, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it was it was cool. So they were sharing that mic, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle and uh, Most Def. Was it like an old timey radio mic, kind of? Like, did it have like the lines through it? Like it was like the real, real um, um, I think so. circular kind of thing where it has the lines through, it? like a, like I said, like an old timey. I don't know how to explain. What, what the fuck am I gonna say besides old timey? I don't know how to explain that shit. <laughs> I know we're not well versed enough in old timey shit <laughs> like like the the descriptions that i use for the wine glassing i'm pretty sure those are not what it's called stem and bulb I'm, i just that's just what i had no i should have went to that man johnny was telling me about it like the day of no i, I just knew was, i had work the next day it was insane it was, I, was I, sh- I should have pushed through it for most stuff and dave Chappelle. i mean you would you couldn't have known so it's all good man could not have known yeah true uh but 
<coughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was great. And so he just you know, like I said, he started doing "Killing Me Softly," and then everybody was following along. And then he wanted to do the rest of the, the whole song pretty much. So I think we ended up doing the whole song. I got I got kind of tired, um, so I kind of <laughs> stopped. I was I was really <laughs> tired. I was a um, but um, yeah, uh, the next day though, uh, Virgil Abloh was there doing a DJ set. Probably wasn't very good, but just it was just like hold a, on now. It was just like a DJ thing. It was the opening for someone? Or? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think he's a great DJ. Uh, well, that's that's Johnny's opinion. I've I've never really. Plus, Bindrill, like the two hashtags thing is like kind kind of at the same time like kind of revolutionary, kind of lame. But, like, it's fun to do it when you're, like, messing around. I used to do it a lot. I would put the, like, two hashtags or the 2% signs after stuff. So, But I've never I've never listened to his DJ sets at all. Yeah, well, no, I've seen one video, though. Totally talented guy. It's just music maybe isn't his thing 100%. I did see one video of one of his DJ sets, and it, it just seemed fire. It was, like, for an opening for Travis Scott. And uh, in the video, they actually shut off the music because he had the crowd going too wild. And then... Uh, what, what, what kind of crowd was it? Well, it was like a Travis, I mean, whatever you expect a Travis Scott crowd to be. So would you say that it's lit. who uh, maybe was wearing his shoes or his clothes who already are? Well, yeah, him? yeah. Uh, it, maybe it's kind of like how I thought that Dave Chappelle, obviously doing something that he's not really a, a part of, right, singing um, or doing, the, doing the, um, the Killing Me Softly song. I thought that was dope, even though Dave Chappelle doesn't make music, doesn't do music. So for people who maybe really like Virgil Abloh's clothes and shoes and, and designs and wallpapers that are free, um, I, I feel like maybe they're just going crazy over his DJ set because they're already huge well, fans of him. So yeah, I, just like I was biased towards Dave Chappelle's DJ set, I mean, sorry, Dave Chappelle's you know singing of Killing Me Softly, I feel like they're, they're biased for it too. But it is cool that he got him going crazy though. Well, no, I because I, the DJ stuff was before all that. It was before the Nike collab. That no, it was that before all up. that. Like yeah. back when he was just like part of Kanye's entourage. Oh yeah, you're talking same, about same yeah. with uh, what I think the uh, the guy who does um, no reservation in or no vacancy in. I'm sorry, sorry, the no oh, reservation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the, yeah, he was DJing before Pyrex. Well, the the video I'm talking about was before the Nike collab, but he's talking about like okay, Virgil, yeah, yeah. Virgil would do that okay. before any yeah, of this. Like he was it. a DJ. Got it. Kind of like Sara before um, uh, fucking what's that one brand? The, the hats, Tisa. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Taz Arnold. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and then just Dawn and all that. Anyway, so yeah, and then also he said Yasin Bey was there. I heard he's got like an album coming, and I'm pretty. H- him and Talib Kweli, yeah, and it's gonna be produced by uh. Oh never. Mind. Now now I'm not as excited now. Now that I know it's, it's like black a star. it's a black star again. Now, Dude, now I'm like. Eh. <laughs> never listen to them though. You should try them out. I I've listened to songs, but I'm like eh. Most Dev by himself, Yasin Bey by oh, himself. Oh of course, yeah, I love that. Especially yeah, yeah. especially yeah, yeah, yeah. especially uh, I forget what it's called. It's a beat that's like made by Oh No. It was on like Skate uh, Skate Two. It was a Most Def song. It was no, no. It was it was a Oh No song, but it's the same beat was used by oh. Most Def. And then and then Most Def. I mean, I was I was just in my head singing, uh, Katrina, not Katrina, Katrina clap, where he does the you know, that Katrina clap, do 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 do. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, and then and then like just I mean, he's got some, but like, Most Def by himself album. I'm excited for Most do you Def. Listen to quality at all? Not really. I never, I never really got into it. Yeah, I, ne- I never got into quality. Inspiration. I might have heard that one. Okie dokie, hand symbol right now. This respiration is a beautiful song. Like I, that's one of the ones like I was telling him when he told me about that. He's like Johnny's like, do you listen to them? I'm like, not really. I've brushed with them briefly, but like uh, back in the days, like before streaming music, where I would just go to YouTube and watch videos from like uh, Rage or whatever old school hip hop channel they had or whatever the hell they're called, where it would just I would just click whatever popped up next to it it's like okay black star or it's boot camp click or it's fushnikins or it's like group home or it's like grave diggers or something like that and i'm like yeah i'm going with grave diggers and and uh more of the woo stuff over that than than black star but like i said most step by himself umi says you know that first album black on both sides that's like oh black on both sides mathematics that's that's a crazy album and then hip-hop mathematics all that stuff is just Ms. All Van his Booty. albums. 
Miss Fat Booty. Yeah, that that album is always on rotation. We'll never stop being on rotation. That you can see it from the front. What? Want my people yeah, so to be free, to be free, front. to be free. Black people to be free. Yeah, that's the shit right there. All right, I think we're ready for segment number two. Segment number two. Safari tabs, bring them out. Tabs, tabs, tabs. I since we did episode zero, like I only added a a couple, but they're good enough for me to like really riff on. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought about that this morning too. I only added like a few from that last like trial run or episode zero, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, going back to Pearl Lumpu Yang, uh, I've tried to build that in Minecraft and I failed. <laughs> it's beautiful though. I love that. Like I said, love the idea, love the ancient stuff. Now to tabs. You, you still, are you still playing Minecraft? Were you on it last we're, night? We're, yeah, because I'll get like a message from Thomas. Who's Thomas? Thomas is this guy, Shockwave, 195 oh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah. a huge Patriots fan. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. seem like a sports fan, but he, he is. Any, right? Anyway, Thomas is a real, Thomas is a real kind of, Thomas is a real piece of work. Let's just say that. <laughs> no, he's, he's, a, he's hilarious. One of my like favorite funny people, and he's not even really funny. Anyway, he always messages me like, oh, let's play Minecraft. So I finally did yesterday, and I was like, no, I can't do this. This is, I'm going to go to sleep. This is terrible. <laughs> no, Xbox, Xbox culture Ma- is just. Wait, you play Minecraft on Xbox? Yeah, we play Fucking Minecraft. Disgusting. I mean, Look, it's, dude. It's, it's all right. I mean, I think. I mean, I haven't, I haven't I even bought it on the Xbox. Up. No, they have but. one now where like it's it's Minecraft, Minecraft, because you know how Microsoft owns it, so you can play on like any device. Like it's whatever. It's all server based with a new one, but we don't play that one because it's gross and it's sharp, and it's not as fun. Because they have classic crafting, and I'm not trying to do that. Oh yeah, classic. You just, you just so, so we just switched to Fortnite, which is you know hot in the streets right now. We're on Fortnite, hot in the streets right now. Yeah, it's almost like Minecraft, but like completely different. Um, They're shooting, real shooting, real guns. Yeah, no mods. Well, you said Fortnite is like Minecraft? Oh, it was a joke. Because <laughs> he transitioned from joke Minecraft. Craft. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Fortcraft. So you're just... Fortnite. Mine night. Okay. I mean, I can see people transitioning from like PUBG to Fortnite. No, yeah, Fortnite yeah. Or, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or vice versa, but... I didn't catch that. Right. sorry. Tabs. Oh, tabs. All right. Who's uh, first? You, do you want to go first, Justin? I did a bunch of talking already. I'd like to let Juan talk. All right, cool. I appreciate that. Appreciate you. So Not since, um, so last time we started where we ended with like the rubber alien, right? Lil Mayo. Uh, well, the first one I added after that was, I guess, Shia, La- Shia LaBeouf. Is that you say it? Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Some people like to call him Shia LaBeouf. Uh, so there's like a trio he's involved in where they're doing like a documentary where they're hitchhiking across America. I guess it's called Take Me Anywhere because what they would do is uh, when they're hitchhiking they get in someone's car, they say, take me anywhere. Uh, and it's recorded. Um, I haven't even looked through the whole thing yet. That's pretty much how far I got into it. But uh, when that comes out, I'm gonna watch it. Are they gonna travel together? Or are they gonna break away and travel? You know, have different road paths and all that. No, I think I think they're always together. Okay, yeah. that's safe, safer. Maybe they're not worried about their safety, but um, I, I think I read something about some girl who did that, like in Europe or like in Asia, and she ended up like they found her body, like I don't know how many oh, weeks later, wow. like from when she had started, and not from like when she went missing. I think they found her body fair, relatively quickly to when she went missing. Yeah. Never yeah. connected with anybody, but that was like I think that was in the 2010s. So it was recently. Yeah, Europe is crazy. Europe is crazy. Europe is crazy. <laughs> Another one I had. Uh, I kind of went into a deep hole of like plain. Uh, I don't know how to say it, like plain failures almost. Like this one, it was an article. Pretty much everyone on the plane threw up. It was. It's a Vice article. Oh, um, on this one, I'm not sure. On this one, I'm not sure what happened. I, I left it here, but I was looking at other ones. Uh, I was going through like just a vein of articles, and one of them yeah, was fall, like, "Fall down the rabbit hole, man. One pill makes you larger." One of them was like, uh, "Someone, someone took a shit so bad that the, uh, a plane had to turn back around in like uh, Europe, I think." Another one was Europe's like, uh, "Someone's, someone's bag was on fire in the on the overhead." And it was oh, because like a shit. it was because a charger like exploded or something like those portable <laughs> those portable batteries. Yeah, they they really like are really selective about what they allow on planes because of stuff like that. Like I remember even when uh, Samsung was recalling the batteries and stuff for like that note that was that was like the battery was failing. Oh yeah, cause, they yeah. had to like send out a specific package for you to send that back because they they were like a flight risk. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I did hear about that. Wait, you guys talking about the note? Yeah, Johnny. Uh, reaching into his bag, leans over and says, are you guys talking about the note? And I agreed. <laughs> Another one was ASAP Nast and Gana Bogdan 
show you how to navigate the no rules era of American style. Um, so I'm a big follower of GQ and uh, and also ASAP Nast. This was an article about Cracking from GQ. Uh, and I always try to take style cues from wherever I can see them. ASAP yeah, Nast is a really everywhere. stylish guy. So uh, that's just pictures and they just talked about that. Another one was a new Tame Impala song. Tame Impala is like my favorite band ever. Yeah, shout out Kevin Parker. Um, I guess they did a collaboration with Zoo, Z-H-U. Did you hear about that? Z-H-U. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like electronic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I listened to a little bit of it. Um, it seemed cool. He had his vocals over it. Um, it was really, it was a little too electronic-y for me, though, but I didn't listen to the whole thing, so can't really judge it too much. Another one, Kanye's Yeezy Season. That's always a clickbaiter. Yeah, everything Kanye is always like that. It, it's changed the landscape of websites like Kanye, Kardashian, Click. You know what I'm saying? K, K, and yeah. then Click with a K too. Whoops, that's three Ks. My bad. But it, it works though, so that's why all these blogs are doing it now because they know oh, yeah. you're gonna click on it. So that's why we're just flooded with it. It's kind of like the Kanye stuff's worth the click too. That's the best part. Unless it's like, yeah. oh, here's what Kanye had for breakfast and what his breath smelled like. That's like, uh, okay, maybe, maybe you got me. No, yeah, when it's just like paparazzi, like photos, like, but usually it's like, oh, here's what, here's the next shoe, or I don't know, yeah. here's what he's doing with his runway, or yeah, speaking or how of, he's speaking of Kanye, the the video, like they they made a vine out of it, where it does the. And the paparazzi, the way they talk to me is disrespectful. And they're like, good morning, Kanye. He's like, shut the fuck up. That's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I know exactly. That's like so him and so fucking tight. I love it. I reference that all the time where it's like, good morning, Kanye. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Need more soul beats. I'm making a point. What was the point I was going to get to? Oh, yeah. So the thing about the clickbait. Clickbait. That, so since they know how how it's always going to get clicks, right? Um. I was gonna compare that to like uh, fast fashion. Like the reason fast fashion is such a big thing right now is because people buy into it. Oh yeah. And if you buy into things, they're gonna keep making things. Oh exactly. Like because that's where the money is. Yeah. Exactly. And then I feel like they have a Kanye algorithm too. Like there's got to be a Kanye algorithm. Like there's got to be something that's like generating clicks based off of like what you even if if you even speak Kanye. Like I'm probably gonna go home and they're probably gonna be something like waiting for me. Like oh check this thing out that yeah, Kanye cause, did. Because they're check listening out, right now. Check out this burrito <laughs> Kanye had on Saturday in Southern California. And I'd be like oh, at this shit. restaurant. Oh <laughs> shit, Kanye. Because the, the FBI agents are listening right now. Shout out shout out to my FBI agent right now. Link me the Kanye. Hey if you if you're listening to this, I love you. All right. Thank you so much. And if you need somebody to talk to, you don't have to just listen to me. You can talk back to me, too. Thanks. <laughs> Kiss me through the camera and my iPhone, please. <laughs> please. All right, Johnny. You're All the right, last you're one. Uh, you guys are going to hate me. Um, I had to clear my cache and everything from my Safari. Oh, wait. Justin didn't even go. Yeah, I said last no, one. No, no, Johnny, 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 Johnny. I'll, yeah. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be the in-between. Second one. I'm, I'm okay with I'll it. be the in-between because That's it's okay. going to be short. Um, I... Uh, cleared my cache to get on the Wi-Fi here because sometimes I have to do that to get on the Wi-Fi here so I don't have any tabs, but I'm not going to lie, I didn't really have too many anyways. I do have history, but that actually got cleared too because it's part of the cache. This isn't called history though. Okay. Yeah, I know, it's called tabs. Um, but if I could, I mean, I know what I've been I'm looking sorry. up and stuff like that. I, I typically am guilty of closing out my tabs right away anyways just because that's just how I am. Um, but uh, I was recently looking up more camera stuff. Actually, you know, going back to last week, uh, episode zero that we may never... Uh, you know, release. Um, it's out the, there. The, 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 yeah, it'll, it, yeah, exactly. Um, the cage that I was researching, I, I just bought. So I'm just going to expand on maybe what I was talking about last week to give you something, give you some substance. I got the, uh, the cage right now. It's on my Sony a7S II. Diego, that handsome fellow that we were talking about earlier, great guy. Um, he's currently recording us. Um, stripped down the, the cage to more of a minimum. I don't have the monitor on there right now. So no cables kind of hanging out. It does have a handle. Really cool setup. I'm excited to use it for some of my projects. Um, uh, it's not the it, because of the weight. It does add some stability and it has a big handle. Uh, but I'll definitely be putting this on a some kind of other rig like a tripod or a, uh, like a slider, you know, stuff like that. And then whenever I buy any technology or any anything from my cameras, I always geek out over it. And my professor does too, so I always come and show it to her. So she's pretty excited to look at it and look at the uh, look at the the monitor as well. So yeah, that's that's one thing I guess. Uh, and uh, what did I talk about last week? 
Um, we did the. You talked about the cameras, and then I said something that was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then we laughed, and then I forgot what else happened there. Episode zero. Oh, but yeah, here we go. T- tabs from yesterday, because uh, <laughs> I did have some tabs yesterday on my on the on the MacBook, and I think those are still there. Um, I was just like looking, you know, job job searching and all that. Uh, really want to get back to my Amazon job. It was so dope. It was paying really well. It was super chill. You're like. Weren't you, weren't you admitting to like being overpaid? <laughs> yeah, no. I honestly, we should get paid thirteen Ooh. an hour. The, the, <laughs> the luxury, though, too. It's so it's so good. And then if um, somebody who's really smart, who probably gets paid even more than us, undeservingly <laughs> maybe, um, puts those pictures together, makes it a four D. So if you guys have ever played uh, Pokemon Go, and you point your phone at a yeah, sidewalk yeah. and there's a Pikachu. That's Ikea's, what that's what Ikea. Ikea's, I was Ikea's exactly what I was gonna say. Too. Ikea is doing Ikea's that where doing you can too. do AR. You take your phone, Augmented, whatever, yeah. whatever you. You aim at in your house, you can put a chair there. Oh, right, yeah, I've seen I, that. I keep calling it that's 4D because beautiful. to label it easier. You did that? I, I didn't know that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would unbox the products, and then uh, sometimes I would do the photography part. Um, but anyways, technically it is a photography job. It's a studio job. It's We get um, we get booked through a like a talent agency called 969. Shout out to them. They're pretty dope. Um, the owner of it, Bill Brown, he's a dope photographer. I showed Justin some of his work. I ended up following pictures. him after Johnny told me. It it Bill it. with one L. Bill, one Bill. L. Bill, Bill, and then Brown. And he's super dope. He's a. I don't. Even, I. I think I know what he looks like because I'm not sure if they're self-portrait sometimes, but um, he's super dope. He owns like a magazine, the Creative Staffing Agency, I think, unless he's just an agent. Um, but I think he owns it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anybody else's. It doesn't give me that vibe that it would be anybody else's. But anyways, the point is, um, he does a lot of black and white too. So yeah, really, really like really respected for that for by me i love when people do black and white and it's not Super just contrast. plain he does really good like really really interesting black and white is what i'm trying to say yeah because i mean think if you think about just the essence of black and white if you have a maybe a shit image but it has decent decent like composition and then you just make him black and white it can save an image sometimes guilty but but <laughs> guilty but that's sometimes you you take the pictures in color and then you make them black and white or sometimes you take them in black and white but you shoot as if you were shooting anything that's okay sometimes if you want to experiment but if you're not conscious about it and you're just shooting in black and white because you know it'll get you likes or get you a clout um then uh <laughs> leans into mike leans clout yeah um but if you if you cloud if tokens. you know okay I'm, I'm gonna shoot in black and white and you're thinking about it cre- you know like you're actually conscious about it and you're and you're taking the time to think okay this is black and white. I need. I, not only am I going to get a good composition, I want to capture a bit of a story, even if it's just a single image, right? You, you want a little bit of a story, or you just want the abstraction of it. And so that's what I see a lot in Justin's work, and that's what I. Um, Thank that, you. Yeah. No, I, I I try to be as abstract as I can while also taking stuff that's like palatable, but then also it's like it's got to be good. Like you know, Abraham was telling me the other day. It's like oh, you know. If your subject matters, shit doesn't matter. Which he's right, absolutely right, and that's the thing I I think I find myself being guilty of is like my subject matters, shit. But I'm like, oh, I'll just make it super abstract, and then you'll never know what it is. And it's like that it doesn't save it. So. Yeah, like uh, you throw a picture that's supposed to, that's anything, and you put it in black and white. It's gonna look maybe a little nicer subjectively, but like if you just raise up the contrast, and this isn't the type of image to need a lot of contrast, and you're just doing that, and they might it might suck. But if you're doing uh, something that does require a lot of contrast and you're conscious about that before you even take the picture, but when you're just looking at what you're looking at, just you're already kind of painting it in your mind. I think that's really good and that's very commendable, at least by me. Yeah, especially like uh, I took a photo of the, the Delta building right here, like Shima with a shadow. And because of the way the buildings are colored, like the buildings are basically white. So it's like all you're going to get out of that is black, white. Some, I mean, obviously some levels are gray, but it's like the sky is going to go completely if you if you're messing with this guy is going to go a completely like even shade of whatever color what those buildings are going to stand out and be completely white and i've always liked just the idea of like letting what shadows there are and what overall shapes are in the frame that can be black without looking overdone i like that and that's what i think bill brown does is he has that where it almost looks like someone's coming out of just like a pile of ink almost i love that I think that's beautiful where the whole thing just looks so dark and all you get is a silhouette or a shape or whatever. You can't really fully tell what's going on. I love that because it's also just like a sensory deprivation kind of thing. I think he owns a club too. I don't know. He's, he's a dope We're going to join. Bill? Yeah, he, he, I think he's in Kentucky 
or, or like somewhere. I oh, don't so know. you've never even like met him? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, when I got hired, it was through, uh, it was all through like email and phone um, for Amazon, which is in Tracy, but it was, they, they, oh, they sourced oh, out okay. to this creative staffing, yeah. creative staffing. And I think the job position that me and my team had was the least creative because they, they do, <laughs> I mean, to, you know, to be fair and honest, it, it's just, it's a photography job technically. So on a, on a, um, yeah. on, on a resume, it, technically, it is. You're, you he can't really add pictures from it because, you know, like for a portfolio, you can't be like, oh, I took a picture of this because all the stuff that we work with is like all like it's all secret. The, it's all yeah. proprietary. Oh, oh. So like you can't mention the name of the machine. You can't, you know, nothing, none of that. So, Damn. yeah. Yeah, you, he's making like, like he's, you make like what the corporate word of meaning of art is where it's like you're, you supply art, your creative team you guys are creative, but it's like you're you're creating something that's specifically for products. Whatever art you do is really just what they call the photos or whatever, you know. Yeah, and it's funny because I think um, the most creative part about that job isn't even within the photography, which is what I sometimes do. What I mainly did was um, well, I would unbox the products and prep them, so to speak. So if there was like an action figure and it was like a GI Joe and it had like a katana, another sword, and then like a maybe like a rifle and a sidearm. We're supposed to choose one of those things to put on their hand, and then maybe even put like a little adhesive on there, like hidden. And that was like creatively, that's the, that's the most we did: choose the katana or choose the rifle. And maybe you've seen that episode of GI Joe, or you've read that comic, or you've watched the movie, and you're like, okay, you know what? I know that he he mainly uses battle rifle the most the, most of the time, but that's really the most creative thing. And because once we prep it, the photographer shoots it as it looks, unless it's like so wrong that the photographer has to like change it right like if we put it belly down on a stuffed animal they're gonna obviously sit it up but typically uh, if we're doing a job right we're prepping it we're setting it up we put it on something and then it goes it, we cart it over to the photographer and then they um, like I said it gets stitched together and then instead of pointing your phone at a, a sidewalk and then you're seeing a Pikachu you point it at your desk or at your table at home and then you see a lamp so that's the point of this job by the way it's a it's like a, it's it basically you use the Amazon app you pull out your phone if it's like an iPhone 6 or newer or 6S, basically a newer phone, and then you can you can get the augmented reality going on it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, because yeah, because I was gonna ask you like what the end result was because you mentioned 4D. Right, we, we straight away, so but we were talking about Bill Brown and that was dope, so I don't mind it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, and the, and the thing he mentioned about illusion too, where it's like, oh, we have to hide a piece of of adhesive or something like that. That's what most art is anyway, illusion, you know. Yeah. messing with the senses, making you believe it's something, like I said, sensory deprivation and being able to understand how the brain works. That's like Photoshop. You just understand how it looks as natural as it can be. And then it's like people just look over it and then they consume it as just being that. They accept it as whole. They don't see that there's like illusions hidden throughout where it's like, oh. Artists are just magicians. Basically, yeah. Well, like I, I call myself a wizard all the time, I'm a warlock, basically. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't make logos, I'm a warlock. But magicians that actually do illusions, like not art, they do like illusions like street art, get, you know, they're, they're like at the bottom of the totem pole or the pyramid when it comes to being compensated. They're pretty talented people. Usually they make their money through YouTube videos and stuff like that, yeah. pick up chicks, but you know, we, we owe it to them too for making cool stuff. That's true. Yeah, I was just doing- Don't appropriate wizard and magician culture. Yeah, please. Sorry. I was just doing uh, research on David Blaine because I had, I had to do a speech about him. Well, I, I chose to do a speech on him. And he was talking about like some of the best magicians he he would ever know are, are like these unknown guys that would do like street magic and uh, that they were really hard to find. So like that's, that, I don't know, that's kind of like. Maybe it kind of, you know, like, like the movie now, the movies Now You See Me, how like they were like, you know, they would do street art, but then they would also make tons of money by stealing. Oh, right. Maybe they were like, obviously they weren't low key by the end of the movie, but like by the end of the first movie, but like uh, may, maybe they stay low key because they're using their talents for other things. And they they want to stay unknown, but they're actually millionaires. That's true. You know, it's like it could be a cover. Plus, there's always that whole thing about the philosophy of being a sly man is, you know, not quite being able to be traced. People know of you, but you're a complete and total enigma. What what you do is unbeknownst to anyone. No one really understands. You only give people a little bit of you at a time, and they think they know you. You give them enough to where they think they know you, but they don't. There's a whole, there's a whole, you know, it's like the iceberg thing. It's like this is this is the surface level. What's underneath, you have no clue. Sly man. All right, I think uh, we went off on a little uh, tangent here. We ramble. definitely did. So, Justin, I think it's your turn. 
All right, I'll keep it <laughs> nice and smooth here. So uh, I like how Johnny was like, oh, "Okay, this is gonna be real quick. I'm just in between." <laughs> yeah, if I if I the, the first one that I'm looking at is this one by a uh, artist. He's a uh, musician. His name is Wadada Leo Smith. He makes art based off of it's called Ancrasmation, and it's the idea of musical notes and like if you, I don't know if you guys are listening are familiar with synesthesia where you can see music you interpret music as like color well that's kind of what his art is he is an improvisational uh, musician mostly but the way he plays it's like he'll he'll take whatever piece he just played or something that he's done and he makes art out of it so there's all kinds of things where it's like there's these these cryptic looking symbols, but they're musical notes, and it's mixed in with color and all kinds of stuff that gives it a flow. And basically, he he illustrates what is being played. So that was one, and then I have the Atlanta season two soundtrack for episode one because you know he played some Curtis, he played some good stuff. Really excited for the season, and then music is another way that I like everything basically goes back to music for me, you know. So. That's kind of, like, if I hear something, it's like, okay, I got to go look that up. But then also now I'm even more excited for the show because the first season he had, like, some Funkadelic. He had some other stuff where it's, like, the way he incorporated the songs into the actual filming of the show was just, like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, he, that, he, he was hitting it right on the nail with yeah, just, like, absolutely. dope music. And, and then I saw Jordan last night retweet um, – so that the new zine look is a zine esque lookbook for oh ad- advisory yeah advisory yeah, yeah, yeah. is it advisory or adversary uh, I thought it was advisory uh, too but it, it, the way he oh, does actually, the, yeah you're right it I'm could sure. it could be it could be either way it is it be. an O well there is no it's like it's just see yeah. how it's spelled it's A D V I S R Y oh yeah it's, it's, so it could be ad- it adversary could be advisory whichever I'm I'm think it's adver or I think it's advisory anyway yeah. really good stuff so I saw that and I was really interested in that it, it inspired me kids in high school and he's making you know clothes that are like that cool and clean and doing lookbooks that are like yeah I I like that a lot. So that was one. Another one is, hold on, I just locked my phone and I'm so sweaty. Well, I, I think, can't unlock I think, it. I think Jordan knows that guy, right? I'm, I don't know. I just saw him retweet it. By the way, is it Jordan's birthday today? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, Bir- it, it birthday is, shout is out to Jordan. Yeah, Jay Hodge. Yeah, Mr. Jay Hodge. Happy birthday, dude. I was we, telling him to not do something simple like go to dinner for his birthday like he does every year, but he said it was a family tradition. So, you know, no disrespect and shout out to you and your family. Enjoy that you birthday do. meal, man. We love you. Yeah, I can't wait to. See you soon, man. Yeah. I, I saw him yesterday. I told him to come out uh, for the weekend. Hopefully, we can do something. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then the other tab is I've been listening to, I mean, I listen to Parliament Funkadelic every, like, probably day of my life almost now. And I just get attached to whatever song. I listen to the albums over and over again, and then I just get attached to new songs each time, apparently. But it's like the way I gravitate towards them is weird. Like, my mom sent me a performance of them f- on Facebook which you know I just use the messenger only to talk to my mom because you know I love her but she sent me them and they're playing it's like from 76 they're in concert and it's a really high quality video of them performing and they're playing Dr. Funkenstein you know thigh bones connected to my knee bone knee bones connected to my leg bone my leg bones connected to my ankle bone oh I get so hung up on bones and then it cuts to do that stuff and of course I've heard do that stuff but I'm now I'm like yeah, do that stuff. That's the one. And I wrote the lyrics to it on the board in here. Because then it has Glenn, the late Glenn Goins. Glenn Goins is like one of the most beautiful members of Problem Funkadelic. And he has this line where it's just, you wouldn't believe how they parted. And I'm like, yeah. Because it has this this riff to it where it's like, kind of like that. But yeah, so I was looking at the lyrics to that. And I love it because it's so, they do this psychedelic, funky thing where they almost sound like show tunes like the lyrics there was a thrill upon a hill everybody was feeling real but that's how they do it it's like real funky and there's like synths to it and bernie warrell does like one of the greatest like pieces in that where it's just super synth playing and then uh, i've i've instagram is uh a meme and weird hotep kind of place sometimes but I found something that really I really, really liked. And I always think about it now. Because, again, I, uh, going back to the earlier stuff, I love ancient stuff and I love philosophy and I love things that, 
we learned a long time ago that we keep relearning like most life coach stuff and motivational speaking is like old stuff that just keeps being regurgitated in different ways but not in a bad way it's stuff that you need to hear but just restated in in the whoever is saying its personal way so i'm waiting for this thing to load right now but basically the the photo incorporates what is the tab is i started looking at paintings by this guy i think his name i think it's pronounced elihu but he's an American painter. It's like E-L-I-H-U Vetter. Elihu Vetter. And he has this painting called... Uh, let me find it. It is called... Oh, no. I can't find it. It's something... It's called um, Silence of the Sphinx. Or the, the, the art that I saw it in that had philosophy in the box was... Call, they call it the questioner of the Sphinx. It's basically the Sphinx as a ruin being covered by completely like sand, like kind of like um, in Planet of the Apes where they see the Statue of Liberty just completely like underground and like barely oh, hanging out. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like that. But it's the guy holding on to it. And it's like, to me, it's saying like, you know, hold on. To the Sphinx? Yeah, holding on oh, to the okay. Sphinx while it's being like buried by yeah. sand because it's just really old and... And forgot yeah, and time about. is yeah. Time yeah, is just... but it, the the box says like basically along the lines of nothing under the sun has not been done. Everything that has been learned was learned before, and then somehow faded into oblivion, which is like again like you know people compare um, the U.S. right now to like Rome, like the fall of Rome and stuff like that, like the great. It must come to an end that's basically the thing is like whatever ends obviously you know as above so below and stuff like that things that that start must end and then things start again you know cl classic ancient wisdom right there is like every every end is a beginning every beginning is an end or something like that kind of stuff but it's basically saying along the lines of everything has been done before it, whether in some way or not so there should be no there should there should be no worrying about whether it's like I'm original or this is an original idea. It's like everything's been done. Everything that you look at influences you subconsciously. Everything that you pay attention to feeds you somehow, whether you know it or not. Every decision that I make is based off a decision probably made before me. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I think of comes from a place that sometimes I am aware of, sometimes I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So that just, I, I loved it. And then the, they paired it with that painting. That painting is just so, like, crazy. Because, like I said, it's just a person holding onto the Sphinx as it's being buried. And it's just like, wow. I wish I could pull it up right now. But, yeah, so I was looking at paintings of that guy, uh, Vetter. And he's a American surrealist painter from, like, he was born in, like, the 1800s. And he died in, like, 1923. But his stuff is like real. He he did a lot of paintings and illustrations for the translation of a book by I think the guy's name is Fitzgerald uh, of the stories of like Omar Khayyam and stuff like that. So there's a whole bunch of paintings by him that go. But so like there's one right here, the Sphinx of the Seashore, and he he has the he's done the Pleiades. He has this one called Elements Gazing on the First Man. Fates gathering in the stars, the Pleiades layer of the sea serpent. He has a lot of stuff where it's like landscape and still life, but also real representational and uh, biblical or ancient text inspired stuff of that nature. Like this one, like I said, this, it's called right here. Listening to the Sphinx, 1863. Sphinx is like completely buried and there's just a lonely oh, okay. person holding on to well, it. Yeah. Listening to the Sphinx. And to me, like I said, it just says, like, no, because the, the way they paired it with that text was, like, nothing on the sun has not been done. So it's, like, to me, using that text, or that, that photo, or that, that mean that painting, excuse me, I'm, I'm, like, really, my mind is going way too fast right now. Using that painting and that, that man holding on to the Sphinx is, like, even though it's buried, people still hold on to these things. They just give birth to new. You know, the old always gives birth to the new. Do you think that philosophy... Um like everything has been learned or everything that's learned has been learned do you think that applies to everything i mean not probably as literally as like oh everything's done i mean obviously you know but then there's a lot of arguments in terms of like people and early humans and then older civilizations like i said like that that shrine uh heaven's gate that's old why they built it who knows what they knew 
that led them to build that and face in that direction? Because can you compare it to all kinds of different kinds of of sculpture and statue in in ancient times, like pyramids? Why do people build build pyramids? Like I love I love stuff like that. Like I'm not trying to get exactly to oh aliens, but that's where I learned yeah. a lot of this stuff. Whether whether you believe that stuff or not, that's where I learned. A lot of stuff is watching like ancient aliens and stuff like that. But it's just really cool to learn about the ancient world because, like I said, it, it's it's so easy to discredit people by saying, "Oh, someone else did it." But it's like whatever they knew that led them to build Stonehenge, or why people built the pyramids, or why they built you know the gates to heaven or heaven's gates. I'm just like I don't. I I'm just fascinated by it, you know. And like I said, ancient knowledge and wisdoms. It's yeah, that's probably gonna happen again with us. Like, why did, why did, why did those people build the that statue, that green statue holding a torch? Yeah, someone's gonna find an iPhone buried somewhere and just be <laughs> like, what, what is this? But obviously, their their civilization either is gonna be way more advanced, or it's gonna be a a revert that you know by the time they're finding our artifacts, they're in their early stages. And you then know. our modern our hieroglyphics is gonna be like data. Like yeah. SD cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then um like Sagan when they sent the the Voyager disc where it has all of like the translation of like America or the, the the Earth civilization, like what what we're about and like what things that have taken place in here, like like the, how they have the they have like Chuck Berry in the Pines and then like other stuff by uh musicians where it's like some some Somebody or some being oh, might find that where disc. they send it. Yeah, in yeah, space, yeah. floating okay. on that on that satellite, or that um, that probe, whatever it is. Someone might find that, and they'll just be able to like say, "Oh yeah, these people had, you know, this haunting song called In the Pines that's like terrifying to listen to." <laughs> or they might think that it's like super primitive or something. Right? So they're like, "Oh, that's it's very simple music." Yeah. Or that's or that's too complicated, you know. Oh, that's that's yeah. trash. Or they're like, oh, this is what they listen to. We listen to a bunch, and it's just like all oh, just frequencies, <laughs> you know. It's, it's like, like yeah, it's just yeah. different, diff- yeah, different vibrations and different to, sounds. But to then like communicate, a, a, make them feel. But it's like a super complex time stamp or time pattern, right? Or they might be totally backwards. Like what we think is great music, they probably think is trash, and like our, our worst song, they're like. <laughs> they might think it's bluegrass. Like they might think hip hop is like bluegrass. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's too acoustic. Like maybe well, for theirs is like maybe for them our hip hop and our th- our synth is like too acoustic. Yeah, like our our greatest songs to them are are just like subpar, mediocre stuff. Where it's like, oh, you guys call that rock and roll? Show me what you got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Show me what you got, or the South Park one, you know, where they're the reality show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like South that's, that's what you guys. So that's what you guys like. <laughs> think is good. Like, okay, well, we got something different though. That's hella funny. Yeah, I'm really excited for the future. But then, like I said, the fall of Rome. That's kind of scary because the United States. How they're comparing it? Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. We'll see. Time but fun. Tell. Yeah. Because we we live in it. Yeah. So like I I might end up as the the guy holding on to the Sphinx or what what the, would be the the Stockton California equivalent of it thinking oh man times used to be so different I'm I'm listening to you now teach me the old ways how do I return to this great you know civilization that I once lived in who knows yeah I th- I think about that and then I think about what kind of like my kids are gonna experience like if I do have kids in the future. Right. Know. And as long as there's like music, I think everyone's cool. Like it's like, yeah, cause that's cause that's what gets everyone through everything. Yeah. Music. Did you see that and Quincy art. Jones uh, and Khalid interview? That was like, that was like his first thing he said. He said, uh, the two last things to leave earth are going to be music and water because we can't live without yeah, either one. Absolutely. And that's the one where he says like the Beatles were terrible, right? That interview. Or is that a different? Um, no, I'm no, thinking. I'm thinking of no. the other one. Yeah, the, the Who one. Said that? The one where Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones said that. Yeah, he's he's. Well, a, I mean, he, wh- and he says JFK was killed by the mob, and yeah, <laughs> and Richard Pryor was gay and stuff like that, which Richard Pryor openly talks about all his encounters with men and stuff like that, and women too. He's, he's Richard Pryor was a motherfucker, man. 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that exact uh, interview, but I know he's talking. Like I've, I've oh, yeah. heard all the claims he has, yeah. and like he knows who killed the yeah, crazy JFK. shit, dude. Crazy shit. So when you said Quincy Jones, I thought that was one you're referring to, but no, apparently. I no, yeah, it was like it was a different. Whoops. He had a conversation with Khalid, the uh, that like 19 year old artist. He's hell young. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, I don't want to fall in love over a subtweet guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid, solid bar there. Solid. Uh, I don't know what better way to end it than. On Quincy Jones. So yeah, Quincy Jones, we love you. Rashida Jones, even more. I was listening to Summer in the City this morning, actually, in the shower. I, uh, the, the, the trash man, or whatever it's called, the street beater, that's what it's called, street beater, the Sanford and something. Yeah, it's like the song that I live my life to every day. I wake up and that's the, dun, 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 that's what I listen to in my head all day. Just kidding, it's probably the fucking dollar. All right, anyway, so I am Justin, once again. I'm one. Uh, Probably refer to me as Converse now. And then slowly approaching the microphone is the Johnny Mags. Goodbye. All right. All right, episode one. We're wrapping this up. See you next time.